if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. I hope you're all doing really well today. So today we are talking about a specific issue that I think many parents listening would have experienced or may or may be experiencing right now, which is infant colic. And to um, delve into this topic, I am joined by our nutritionist, Mel Kirkwood, who was on the podcast last week doing a bit of intro, um, telling telling us more about herself and uh, what sort of led her into nutrition. So, if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's um, yeah, just a really good conversational podcast you can go back and listen to at some point. Welcome back, Mel. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. That's good. So, um, last week was a really kind of a general chat and this week we're getting really specific on a very common issue, um, which is infant colic. So, can you tell us a little bit about what actually is colic and what are the most common symptoms? Yeah, sure. So, colic is a really common condition that we do see in clinic. It actually affects one in five babies. So, um, yeah, quite common, but it's pretty poorly understood. So, we're not sure 
why it happens and um, the diagnosis for it is still a bit um, blurry. So it's the symptoms of it is categorised by excessive crying or fussing and irritability for um, long periods of time, so three-plus hours, um, without a real obvious cause or illness. Um, and the big thing is that it can't be, babies with colic um, can't be consoled through physical touch. So it's those long periods of crying and distress um, that can't be soothed through um, any means really. And it happens um, irrespective of breastfeeding or formula fed. So that's the tricky part as well and um, generally happens um, up to the age of about five months. So they say that, you know, once you kind of start solids at that six-month mark, um, the symptoms do kind of ease. So, yeah, the symptoms would be long periods of crying, um, cannot be consoled, um, showing physical signs of discomfort, so um, arching back and legs up in the air, um, frowning and reddening of the face, and then also um, loud kind of stomach gurgling as well. Mm-hmm. And it's such a tough one. One, because as you said, there's no sort of definitive kind of cause and, yeah. and there's no way, you know, it's really hard to sort of soothe these babies. So particularly for new parents, it can be like, oh, you know, you can feel really helpless. And I know we're going to get into, you know, that importance of supporting parents through this as well. Um, so you you did mention that there's no sort of, you know, no, it, it's confusing in terms of, of the cause and the diagnosis, but is there anything that parents should know? Yeah, so I think the first thing, the most important thing is to obviously go to your GP or your paediatrician first up to just make sure that um, it isn't anything else. So, um uh, with any kind of prolonged discomfort, yeah, you should be going to a medical professional for a diagnosis um, because it can often be hand in hand with um, reflux. So we want to make sure that it's not reflux and that it's just colic. So um, reflux is kind of when the stomach acid will move back up out of the stomach into the esophagus, so the food pipe, and it can cause um, discomfort. So then that would have a different kind of similar but different treatment plan. So first thing I would advise is to make sure you go to your GP. um, And then once a a diagnosis is confirmed, then you can um, work on a treatment plan. So I guess the causes that we kind of look for first and foremost with breastfed babies would be um, mum's diet. Um, So often with um, colicky babies, they can have a sensitivity to certain um, proteins such as cow's milk protein um, and also those slowly absorbed short-chain carbohydrates, so your your high FODMAT foods. Um, so that would be one of the first things to do is to work with a practitioner to kind of get to the, um, the food that's causing the issues. Um, so that can be a process of elimination. And I'm very mindful that, um, families during this kind of phase with a colicky baby, it can be quite stressful. So the last thing you want to do is have, 
this huge kind of diet regime of, you know, removing foods. Um, so that's why it's quite, um, it's really beneficial to work with a practitioner who can guide you um, safely through that period of um, eliminating those foods. Um, another kind of cause would be um, to do with breastfeeding. So again, another breastfeeding um, issue. So it would be um, poor latch uh, or incorrect latch or tongue and lip tie. So resulting in, I guess, taking the baby taking in too much air when they are nursing. Um, so with that one, I would advise to speak to a lactation consultant um, just to rule that out as well to make sure that the you have the proper latch and um, there's no kind of underlying tongue or lip tie there. Yeah, and then I, sorry, I just, I just wanted to say I totally agree. Any sort of um, you know, unsettled baby that's breastfeeding, that's one of the first things you want to do, isn't it? Like, you know, get support with breastfeeding, with latch, with yeah. eyes that could be yeah. going on. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess after the feed, um, the position of your baby, so making sure that they're kept upright um, so they digest that food and it's not kind of like sitting um anywhere kind of fermenting and causing that wind and um, discomfort as well. So, um, yeah, whether they need to be held after a feed in like a carrier or things like that, um, that can often be um, beneficial for those um, colicky babies. And then um, the last thing would be any kind of gastrointestinal concerns, so um, imbalances with um, pathogens and bacteria in the infant's microbiome. So this is a huge um, topic in itself, um, but the, the simplified version of it is um, that studies indicate that babies with colic have an imbalance of good and bad pathogens in their gut. So they have more of those kind of, um, I shouldn't call them bad bacteria, but bad um, bacteria that um, release endotoxins. And so endotoxins cause um, quite a lot of inflammation in the gut, which can increase the gas and the bloating and, you know, the discomfort um, in the gut. And then they noted that um there was a decrease in the beneficial bacteria. So those bifidobacteria and the lactobacilli, um, which causes those anti-inflammatory um, modulations and properties in the gut. Um, so that's something to be mindful of and that's where we get down the route of um, treating with specific probiotic strains to kind of balance out that good and bad bacteria in the infant's gut. Yes, that's such a good a good point. And I find, um, well, I mean, we've talked about it so much on the podcast, gut health and the microbiome. So we've got lots of lots of previous episodes that you can go and listen to if you're interested in delving into this. If you go to our podcast bundles, you'll find a gut health bundle that sort of delves into more about what Mel's Mel's talking about. And and so often it's um, you know a gastrointestinal imbalance. I think when it comes to to colic. Uh, so that's, yeah, a really good point. So what about um, treatment? So do you have, I guess, some 
some some tips or the things that we should be looking at when it comes to to treating colic in babies? Yeah, sure. I just before we go into treatment, I want to make note of formula fed babies. Oh, because yes. I kind of yeah. So with formula fed babies, it could just be the formula you're feeding your baby, especially um the cow's milk one. So any um formula that kind of has that cow's milk protein so you might have to just adapt and go to like a goat's milk or um or an allergy free um formula and it is quite hard I guess with infants because they can't tell you like what's wrong with them and so it is really reliant on either the parent who's breastfeeding or you know choosing the right formula and unfortunately it is a bit of trial and error so um, it's not going to probably be an overnight fix, but, um, you know, you've got to kind of figure out what it is. And unfortunately it can take a bit of time sometimes. So, um, yeah, so with treatment, um, we really want to look at with, um, but going back to, I guess the, the good and bad bacteria, um, specific probiotic strains that will kind of um, reduce the inflammation of the gut lining um, and, you know, reduce the, downregulate those kind of um, the gassiness and the discomfort and things like that. So there's uh, quite a lot of study on two specific probiotic strains. So um, the first one being lactobacillus ruteri. Um, so the study um, showed that with the administ- um, oral administration of this lactobacillus ruteri, and it's a specific strain, um, it resulted in a 50% reduction in crying time compared to placebo. So um, that one has a lot of great benefits and a lot of good studies to back up um, the the positives of treatment with that um, specific probiotic strain. And the next one is Bifidobacterium breve. So um, this one in the study, they compared um, pharmaceutical colic medication versus this specific probiotic strain. And the within the first week of the study, um, the crying, the prolonged crying decreased in the, um, the babies with the probiotics versus the baby on the prescription medication. Mm, So, um, pretty promising, isn't it? Yeah. And that was, um, in both breastfed and formula fed babies. So it improved, um, the, the crying time and also their sleep overnight as well. So, Getting onto those probiotics um, is probably the first step. Once you kind of eliminate the foods in the breastfed mum and you get onto the formula, you want to then rebuild the gut. And, um, yeah, choosing the right strain is really, really important when it comes to probiotics. So um, these two have studies um, to back up their claims that they will help. Um, in colicky babies and I'm so glad that you made that point because we've talked about that before on the podcast as well that you know um, not all probiotic probiotics are created equal uh, particularly for for different conditions you know and I think a lot of people don't realize that there are all kinds of different um, strains of probiotics and different strains help with 
in different ways in the gut. So it's really important to be using the correct strain. And I think those those studies that you mentioned then just really um, highlight the fact that you know that that the, the importance of that healthy microbiome on babies and kids' well-being in general. And there's so many different things within our modern diet and lifestyle that are having a negative effect on the microbiome, whether that is, you know, even in the preconception period and throughout pregnancy and the way babies are birthed and fed. There's so many different factors. So really important for so many different reasons to be looking after our own microbiomes as mums and mums-to-be and then our babies' microbiomes for from, you know, as as early as possible yeah definitely definitely super super important um especially yeah in that that preconception phase because it just how your gut is and preconception and pregnancy will go through to your infant so um ensuring you're eating the right foods you know not too many inflammatory foods and things like that um obviously it goes without saying no you know, smoking drugs or alcohol, um, but also, you know, taking a, um, a good probiotic during your pregnancy will really, really help in the um, long run when it comes to infancy. Yes, definitely. We can prevent so many of these these issues by working sort of earlier. And if you missed Mel's episode uh, last week when when we were sort of introducing Mel, this is an area that that Mel um, you know is is really interested in and works a lot in is that preconception, fertility, pregnancy, and then and then infant nutrition. Yeah. Um, so, anything else to say about uh, treatment before we yeah. move? On? Yeah, yeah, go, go yeah, yeah. It. Sorry. Um, so, another kind of easy one would be finding relief through herbal tea. So, I feel like tea just doesn't get enough airtime. Mm-hmm. It's so beneficial um, and medicinal. So, um, in terms of colic, you're kind of looking at. Um, chamomile, aniseed, um, caraway, nettle, fennel, kind of those real pungent, warming kind of herbs. Um, and they have, yeah, antispasmodic and calmative effects. So you would be, as the mother, the breastfeeding mum, drinking this tea and that would come through your breast milk. Um, so they, uh, yeah, are really beneficial in reducing flatulence, um, and your kind of colicky symptoms. And then on the same kind of realm as that would be, um, a product that you can get from the chemist called Abiragast, um, which has nine medicinal herbs in it. Um, and that is such a great product that you can get over the counter when it comes to all things kind of um, gastrointestinal, so IBS, um, colic, reflux, constipation, everything. Um, but, yeah, same thing would be mum ingesting this one and through the breast milk. And then once they get a little bit older, um, you could have the appropriate dose for um, your baby to have it directly. Um, but with that one, just work with a practitioner to have the right dosage. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, herbs can be really uh, beneficial, like the herbal tea and the, the Iberogas that you that you recommended um, for, for like soothing the symptoms. Um, but I do find, you know, that that you know the the work on the microbiome and the work on on the diet still need to be done when yeah. you're, when yeah. you're taking these products as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So your, your top things would be making sure you're breastfeeding correctly and then maternal diet or the right formula um, and then the building up that microbiome. They're kind of like the top, the top things to kind of work on. Definitely. But I know personally, I've had lots of great success with with that Iberogas product. And also, I love that you mentioned the herbal teas as well, because I agree, they don't get enough airtime. They're really lovely and gentle for, you know, infant care. Um, and a nice thing, you know, a nice little routine for mum to do uh, is to sit down and have a nice cup of herbal tea sort of a few times throughout the day um, yeah. for her well-being as well. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. um, so, that's such a huge thing as well. Yes. Um, I think maternal maternal and paternal, any caregiver really, um, that's dealing with a colicky baby, um, it's gruelling. So um, making sure that you have appropriate support because if your baby is crying all day and all night, um, you know, for weeks on end, it, it can really, really get to you. So having strategies in place and having that support network and being not being afraid to ask for help is really important um, for parents and caregivers of colicky babies. Huge, I think. And this is where having a practitioner can be really helpful as well because we're like, you know, for, for example, here at Natural Super Kids, we're not just looking at um, you know, eliminating baby's symptoms. We're also supporting the the caregiver, the parents, um, and their mental health during this time. So, yeah. Any any like quick tips for that? Um, before we sort of finish up. Yeah. So I think um allocating shifts with if you have a partner. So um, you know, you say you look after the baby for the next hour. I'm going to go have a bath or a shower or walk around the block just to give you that moment of um, freedom so <laughs> and relief. And, and just a break. Um, yeah, and then I guess going from there, kind of reaching out to your support network um, and asking, even if it's for 30 minutes, like, can you just please come over and hold my baby while I, you know, go out and sit in the garden? Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that really. Or I, I would probably say, like, leave the home so you don't hear the baby because, that can also affect um, your nervous system. So constantly hearing that baby and crying mm-hmm. can kind of like, you know, make yes. you tense and things like that. It so triggers the the kind of fight and flight response, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, obviously, it goes without saying to reach out to your GP. So if you're finding that things are becoming too hard to manage, um, making sure that you kind of lean on your GP or your maternal health care nurse or your nutritionist or naturopath. Um, So having those um, practitioners there so you can kind of um, have coping strategies in place. Um, And, yeah, just making sure that you know that it's hard when you're in the moment, but this moment will pass. Like Mm -hmm. it is is (laughs) gruelling. Mm. Um, but it's not going to last forever. And I know the the last thing you want to hear is a baby who is in discomfort and in pain, but you will get you will get through it. There there is light at the end of the tunnel, and you just you've got to keep focusing on that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, because 
this period in your life, it's not going to last forever. It will, it will get better. <laughs> yes. And as you said, right at the start, like it's that kind of, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel or that relief is, you know, that it does tend to settle down at around the five or six month mark. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, hard when you're, you know, week one or week yes. two of this and you're like, oh, you know, you've got 18 more weeks of this. But um, I think working with a nutritionist or a naturopath to kind of also not only ease the symptoms with your baby, but to um, support your mental health as a family is Mm -hmm. just really, really important through this phase of of parenthood. Definitely. And, you know, that colic is known to settle down on its own at the five or six month mark. But if you get the right treatment and you can get to kind of the bottom of what's going on for your baby, it can be much quicker than that. Yeah, yeah. Decrease those kind of symptoms and make it a bit more, um, I don't want to say enjoyable. I don't know what the word. (laughs) (laughs) Cope. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So sending lots of love out to any parents that are dealing with this right now. We can certainly help here at Natural Super Kids. I'll make sure, we'll make sure that the link um, to book an appointment with Mel, which is which all happens online, so it's really nice and convenient, um, is in the show notes. But also, you know, Mel's sh- shared some really great advice and places that you can start um, yourself as well. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on this really important topic, Mel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.